Hello everybody. I'm on my little walk. Bang. There goes the door. On my little walk, going all the way around. All that good stuff. Thinking out loud, recording an episode, trying to stay calm so I'm not yelling and screaming in the middle of the night. Anyway, so uh, there's something that really pisses me off about history. Everybody keeps talking about getting history correct. You know, CRT, critical race theory, which really is fucking... Critical race theory is a bullshit name uh, applied to something that was done when I was growing up and in the 70s, and that was called just getting the facts straight and teaching people about consequences and actions and, and all that stuff. There's nothing in critical race theory that's new uh, except for the name. And all of a sudden, because of the name, people get pissed off, right? Like, kill the name. Keep doing what was being done in the 80s, at least where I live, you know. Anyway, um... People really don't give a fuck about getting history right. You know? They really fucking don't. You know? uh, The biggest problem is with American history. And I mean specifically the formation of the United States of America. Growing up there were about half a dozen different renditions of the Revolutionary War. And everybody knew the basic concepts. But people rarely were taught about the Hessians who were uh, given, um, who were forced to fight uh, the Americans. uh, Or the colonists, I should say. Because technically we were not Americans. Um... They were not told about the Hessians who volunteered to fight. They were not told about the Germans who fought on the side of the colonists. They were not told about, uh, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It goes down the fucking line. Uh, One of the big things that, and it's a really big thing, And it's done as to, quote-unquote, not piss off our friends, the British. Is that a lot of American textbooks will completely ignore some of the brutal things that men like Tarleton the Butcher actually did. And, I mean, supremely brutal things. They're also not told about the dehumanization of the colonists that went on and around uh, in Parliament. Really terrible dehumanizing things. They're also often not told about Ben Franklin and how fucking rich he was. People talk about Jefferson being rich and Adams being rich. Ben Franklin, his total net worth what is it like? It's like the equivalent of $24 billion today. 
he was fucking rich. He could literally buy his own goddamn country back then. And in a lot of ways, he did. When people say that he financed uh, goods and weapons and services from France, and when they say that the, the king of France uh, enjoyed him uh, and, and uh, held him up in the, in the French uh, palace and stuff, do you know why? Franklin, at, Ben Franklin, was essentially richer than the, than, uh, was it King Louis the Fourteenth? I'm pretty sure it was King Louis. He was richer than the fucking king of France. France was bankrupt at that point. The king had no real fucking money. Ben Franklin paid for a lot of shit. So when he was a diplomat, what he was usually did was he usually bought people off. He usually said, how much is it going to cost for us to end this, right? Or he would say, let's have a coke party with a lot of whores. And that's... You know, I don't know if he actually snorted coke, but uh, <laughs> I, he, was, he was into partying. He liked to party. And uh, there's some questions about whether or not he had syphilis or, or anything toward the end of his life. Um, I don't think he did because it would have been really, he would have been really fucked if he did. Uh, I mean, syphilis fucks you up and they didn't have a cure for it until penicillin, right? So, um, one of the biggest things in regards to all this, and all this, all this comes together, is the Boston Tea Party. It's the most lied about event that everybody knows about. Right? Nobody knows what really happened in the Boston Tea Party if they come out of public school. Or if they are uh, watching any one of the dozens of History Channel uh, productions or the Learning Channel productions about the Boston Tea Party, except for one. There was one program that got it right and I saw it twice and have never seen it since I don't even know if it's part of the history vault right I, I can't even I can't even figure out what it was called I'd have to just go through and watch everything in the history vault in order to see if I could find it first of all everybody's taught the colonists disguised themselves as Indians to avoid reprisal. Um, the, the British wanted to tax the tea. There was no solution, right? Uh, all of that is basically bullshit. Um, it actually had to do with the East India Trading Company. <laughs> all of the evils in the world can usually be traced to the East India Trading Company. I mean, they started the gem farming in Africa. Uh, they, start, they took advantage of the slave trade. 
that was conducted between African tribes. They uh, abused and brutalized whomever they could. And while they were mostly Dutch, they were heavily funded and invested in by the House of Lords in Britain. In fact, one of our one of our laws about uh, elected officials investing in companies is indirectly resulted from, you know, in, was indirectly created by the abuse that went on in regards to the House of Lords investing heavily in private companies and forcing those private companies down everybody's throats. Of course, our laws were weakened, and what do you get? You get men like Dick Cheney investing in Halliburton and starting a war in Iraq. Halliburton then making tons of money, right? So, the East India Trading Company was no different. And they traded heavily in spices. I mean, spices are like the source of so many wars in the ancient world. And this isn't even the ancient world, right? So, to go through each of these uh, falsehoods about the Boston Tea Party. Not one single member of the Boston Tea Party hid their identity. In fact, they proudly called themselves the Sons of Liberty. And they often bragged about being the Sons of Liberty in public. So you have these people dressing up as quote unquote natives who are blowing their cover? No, they weren't blowing their cover. So why did they dress up as natives? Well, before the Boston Tea Party happened, Parliament, uh, it was a, one particular member of Parliament who believed in the totalita totalitarian rule of the crown and the totality of everyone obeying the crown no matter what circulated a pamphlet. This pamphlet was an incredibly uh, revolting pamphlet who by our standards we would consider to be racist and even by their standards was pretty close to being racist. And keep in mind, this is after the Seven Years' War, you know, the French and Indian War, uh, where uh, a lot of Indians that were with the French massacred, brutally massacred, and slaughtered uh, farmers, right? The French didn't participate in it. The Indians did. And the French did it that way specifically to circumvent a lot of the gentlemanly concept of the rules of engagement, right? So we're in a period where George Washington had already decided to just wipe a number of the tribes off the face of the planet. And it was because of the brutality 
of the tribes that had sided with the French. You know, it wasn't manifest destiny that started our campaign against the native uh, tribes of the American Plains. It was the French and Indian War, and specifically it was the French and their allies. So, even by the standards back then, where the vast majority of tribes were absolutely hated by the colonists for the evils that were visited upon them. And keep in mind, before the French and Indian War, the colonists were typically on decent terms with most of the tribes, right? I mean, there were a couple of tribes that were real assholes, but most of them, nah, they, they were getting along with the colonists. Until the French decided to fuck everything. So, you have this pamphlet that says, I mean, it attacks the colonists. It says that the colonists, um, uh, they were unruly. This isn't the first time that the colonists had rebelled. And how many times does England have to tighten the yoke uh, in order to make the colonists obey their king. Uh, the colonists don't want to pay for the tea. Well, all everyone knows civilized men and women pay for tea. So that means that they've gone native. They're barbarians like, uh, you know, like the, uh, uh, the Indian tribes, and like the natives. You know, basically, I mean, they basically just said the colonists have gone native. They weren't civilized, and as such, should not be treated with by the rules that govern civilization. Uh, you know, I, I wish I could get a copy of that pamphlet. I've tried looking for it, and they don't even fucking talk about it in Wikipedia or Encyclopedia Britannica. But it happened, and that's what caused everybody to dress up as Indians. And if you think about what that pamphlet says, it's incredibly horrific. It's horrific to the colonists who uh, survived brutal attacks from the tribes that sided with the French. It's horrific to the tribes who were actually friends with the colonists and sided with the colonists. And it's uh, horrific to anyone who says that all you know, men's basic rights. You know, we we need to have basic rights here. That's why they dressed up. And when they dressed up as... Sorry about that noise. When they dressed up as the, um, the tribes, the Indians, uh, they shouted things like, if we're going to be called natives, if we're going to be called barbaric, then fine, we'll act barbaric. And we'll dress up like the natives. And we will teach the British what it really means to be barbarians, right? So you got a lot of insulting aspects resulting from this terrible pamphlet. Insulting to everybody, right? The Sons of Liberty, however, they see that as a means to push the Continental Congress forward. See, what a lot of people don't know, Sam Adams 
was an instigator. And he was really brutal. Uh, he tarred and feathered taxmen. His own fucking neighbors. He beat the crap out of them, tarred and feathered them. Uh, people called him a land pirate. All right? That's how they referred to Sam Adams. John Adams, the man who believed in the rule of law, who was a lawyer who actually defended the British soldiers in the Boston Massacre to ensure they would get a, a fair trial. This man knew and believed that several of these soldiers were guilty. But he also believed in the same tenets that the ACLU claims to believe in, but rarely believes in. He put his career and his life online to ensure that America had justice. Now I want you to think about that. He, it, John Adams is going up against Sam Adams. Sam Adams has a throng of people willing to kill John Adams just for suggesting that even one of the British soldiers was innocent, right? And Sam Adams, when he would tar and feather people, he'd break into their, into their homes or the places of work and drag them out. Beat the, he and his buddies would beat the crap out of them, tar and feather them, you know, undress them, etc., etc., etc. So that was Sam Adams, and that was what the the Sons of Liberty were about. They were given an excuse by the British Parliament to quote unquote act like savages which just fueled their desire for mayhem and uh, brutality. See, it wasn't just about taking the tea and throwing it off the decks. They threw everything off the fucking ships. There were other uh, products there. Granted, most of it was the tea. There were other products there that they dumped into the fucking harbor. That hurt a lot of people in Boston. But it also hurt way more... Uh, of the lords and the people dealing with the East India Trading Company. We're talking billions of fucking dollars by today's standard. That tea was more tea. It's, it, a lot of people don't understand how much fucking tea were, was in those ships. Um, so, I, you know, I'm telling the story backwards, right? Going back over a couple weeks, right? Because this, this shit took a while to, to happen. Because Benjamin Franklin even had to go and uh, go to the British and say, I will pay you for the tea. The British insulted him. The, the conversation that Ben Franklin recorded uh, when he tried to negotiate for the tea was incredibly insulting and vulgar coming from the British uh, commander. And the British commander was representing a shipment of, the, uh, of a private corporation. Keep that in mind. The East India Trading Company was being represented by the British military, right? So Ben Franklin says, listen, I, I've, my net worth, my liquid cash flow is $24 billion. You don't even know what my total worth is. 
I'm way, I'm way more uh, popular and and way more rich than Elon Musk f- from the twenty uh, from the two thousands. They're probably saying, "Who the fuck is Elon Musk?" And Benjamin Franklin saying, "See, you don't even know who he is. I'm so rich, I can see it in the fucking future, right? I bought the future." And so uh, he, he says, "Let me buy the fucking tea from you. Just tell me how much it is." You know, this is after the conversation where the British diplomat says, you can't afford it. And the British diplomat turns around and says, you think you could just buy the tea? This isn't about the tea. The colonists might buy, must buy it. And if we find out you pay the colonists to pay for the tea, we'll lock you up. So Ben Franklin was literally told, we don't care how much fucking money you have. And if we see a single dime come from you or hear rumors, we'll throw your ass in jail. And Ben Franklin said, you have to be realistic. You have, if I remember correctly, it was three years worth of tea for the entire colony. The British intentionally shipped more tea than the colonists consume in three fucking years. It may have been five. I think it was three. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine taking the entire East Coast? Imagine how many... Oh, there's the phone interrupting me. Sorry for that interruption. Can you imagine the net value? Uh, The entire value, just net of every fucking person in the 13 colonies, just like north of Florida, right? So you have the Carolinas, that's way north of Florida, Carolina, Virginia, um, Pennsylvania, uh, Maryland, New York, Rhode Island, Maine, uh, and whatever ones I'm not mentioning here. All of those fucking states Think about how much revenue those states bring in today. It's about the equivalent. Maybe New York brings in uh, more equivalent than back then. But I mean, keep in mind, these, these colonies were fucking rich. You had British aristocrats in New York spending thousands of pounds. Just millions and millions of today's money. Um, and, and, you know, just one or two aristocrats, right? Imagine all of that fucking money in today's land, world. And then saying, uh, let's say the British coming over with, with uh, uh, something, you know, not, not even tea. Just, I mean, like uh, Mountain Dew, right? You know, because the, the, the colonists love tea, right? Well, let's say you love Pepsi products. So you got Mountain Dew, Pepsi, uh, maybe even throwing a little Dr. Pepper in there or, or, or Mr. Pibb or whatever Pepsi has. And you, 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 the British pile it all up in their, in their ships. Only they pile up enough of a Pepsi product, all of the syrup that's used to make Pepsi products, enough to supply the entire eastern seaboard of 13 states in the eastern seaboard with Pepsi products for three full fucking years. And then the British saying, 
you're going to pay for this or we're going to brutally beat you down. As much as you like Pepsi products, you'll, everybody will die of fucking diabetes if they drink three years worth. Think about that. Three years worth. And that's like, I mean, do you know how much tea would was drunk in a day? I mean, what was it like? 16 to 24 ounces of tea in a day for for one person. And that was, you know, based off of the shavings of the of the block tea. You know, it was block tea that they had. And they'd shave it. Three years worth had to be purchased all at once by the deadline. Think about how much Pepsi you'd be drinking if you drank that much fucking Pepsi product. You had to drink all three years worth. Think about how many people that is. And then Elon Musk shows up and says, okay, British, I will purchase your Pepsi products. Just take the money. And the British commander says, oh, this isn't about money. It's about teaching you your place in the world. So, that's the Boston Tea Party. The British were going to teach the peasants their place in the world. They called them um, barbarians. Uh, They called them whatever else the fucking word I said. I can't remember because I'm way too tired. Uh, They told Benjamin Franklin they were essentially going to have him killed if he gave a single peasant a dime to buy any tea. And then they said, it's not about the money. It's about knowing your place. And uh, that's why the Sons of Liberty dressed up as Indians. Said, okay. You said we're savages. That's the word I said earlier. You said we're savages. You said we're barbarians. You said we've gone native. Then we'll dress the part. And we'll act the part. And they screamed, we're the Sons of Liberty. We're here for your tea among other things. So no, it was never about concealing who they were. They showed their faces. They, they only wore bandanas. They didn't cover their faces up. They, a lot of them went in half naked to show that they were barbarians. They overpowered the British soldiers. They stormed the, uh, the ships. If I remember correctly, there weren't any deaths. You know, there were a couple of injuries, but if I remember correctly, there weren't any deaths. Uh, if there were, it was only like one or two. There's no British soldiers going to die over fucking tea. Like, dude, have your tea. And so the Sons of Liberty threw the tea over. Said, we will never drink a drop of the product that the House of Lords makes money off of. 
we will never drink a drop of the product that King George was trying to force us to have to show us our place so the primary reason why we don't really drink tea over here is because it was used to in an attempt to brutally oppress the American people and then we got addicted to coffee and we realized oh coffee's a little bit better than tea for waking us up fuck tea right now we actually really do like our tea in fact we um, you know we, we have lots of lots of different flavors of tea found out we have way more flavors custom flavors and custom blends than they, you guys than anybody does in Britain so I mean <laughs> no. uh, but that you know it, it's really funny because Americans actually do consume a lot of tea in a year you know but people don't think of Americans drinking tea you know we don't have tea time it's just we're sick tea and honey orange zinger is one of the top selling teas you know mandarin orange orange zinger and orange blast whatever it is uh one of the most popular blends of tea and whatnot so uh you know i mean we all like our we raspberry tea you know all sorts of stuff but america is not synonymous with tea and that's because whenever people talk about tea they always think of the tea party and not the modern tea party but the boston tea party and about what the british tried to do and the british were going to make money off of that money in the pockets of the house of lords it wasn't even to finance the war or pay back the loans the most profit of that tea what was it 90 percent of the profit i think i read is something close to that like 90 percent of the profit was split between the members in the house of lords and the east india trading company with very little profit from the tea actually going to the war effort it wouldn't have even helped the war effort and that's even more insulting that people say it was about taxes to pay off the seven years war nope nope it wasn't that's all spin doctoring it was spin doctoring from the british it was an act of of cruelty by the british upon legal british citizens in the colonies it was a, a really brutal act because paying for that much tea, making farmers who were already taxed pretty heavily pay for that much fucking tea, it would have broken the banks for every merchant and every farmer in the colonies, establishing even firmly more establishing peasantry and impoverished behavior, right? or impoverished uh, living standards I said behavior I mean living standards so I want everybody you know this was a 30 minute ep episode I hope you listen to the whole thing there's a lot of important information here even if you listen to them fast forward you would have made it 15 minutes or less I hope everybody learned something from this and I someday I'm gonna have to try and track down that pamphlet uh, because it is in one of the British museums or historical, you know, historical documents like the British equivalent of the Smithsonian. Uh, they, I, I've seen it referenced 
a couple times, twice, you know, or once in that his history channel uh, show, but nobody likes to talk about it because there are really, really terrible implications with that pamphlet. You know, even back then it was considered racist and, uh, or bigoted, you know, extremely so. And uh, yet that is exactly what was being done. Um, you know, and I don't want to come down on all of British Parliament. Like, was it 45% of Parliament was actually siding with us? So, I mean, we did have friends and family in Britain. And the vast majority of colonists did not want to break off and form their own country. You know, everybody thought of, the, or almost everybody, thought of themselves as British. And, you know, John Adams is... is notorious for saying we just need to cut off from them that was not until he realized that there were irreconcilable things being said between uh, the colonies and Britain because John Adams really was a British solicitor he was a barrister you know or a barrister whatever it is um, he he was British he had a very strong British education from from uh, Massachusetts. Uh, he he loved British culture for the vast majority of his life. But then you had the British, you know, majority of people in Parliament saying terrible things, and the minority people in Parliament are like, "Excuse me, I've got cousins living over there, and they actually have it more difficult over there due to how the economy's structured." You know, at, at some point, you know, when America, uh, I say America, essentially America was formed with the 13 colonies and the war ensued, there were members of parliament that were actively trying to kill the war and force Britain to let them cede. And some of them said, just kill the war, let them go off on their own and let them come back. And others said, well, maybe it's time that they had their own country because we cannot rule over there. There were a lot of members of parliament that did support us. And there were a lot of family members. And it, the revolution is often heralded as an amazing, great thing. And even speaking as an American, even speaking as American, and I will tease the shit out of my British friends whenever I talk with them. Um, the revolution really wasn't a great thing. It was a thing of necessity because of very petty and abusive people. And if we were living in a perfect world, the British Empire would still be, you know, the United British, you know, United Kingdom with states uh, forming or or mini governorships, you know, that type of thing. And, uh, in America, all under the British flag, with with uh, Canada North and and their Yetis and. Uh, the thieving Aussies from down under, uh, we would all be under one flag because that would have meant, one, there would have been no pettiness that sent, needlessly sent people to their deaths, and two, families would not have been torn asunder, and three, it would have meant that the British crown would have been more sane which means probably an even better history for the British. Just because everybody would have risen to the occasion back then 
and they would have continued to rise to the you know to the occasion from then on out solving problems slavery would have ended before there would have been no fucking civil war there would have been no war of 1812 there would have still been issues with the french and the spanish but think about that if if the revolution had not happened because people cooler heads would have prevailed there would have been a lot less death uh, you know, the, the slavery issue would have been resolved a hell of a lot quicker, a lot easier, fewer deaths uh, for everybody, including the slaves, those who were enslaved. There would have been no Dred Scott decision. It, you know, uh, Abraham Lincoln would not have been, well, he wouldn't have been president, but he would have probably still been uh, you know, a representative in the American version of the House of Lords, right? The American Congress. Is we actually did have a, a sort of congressional, congressional representatives over here in the colonies. See, Britain already set that shit up. You know, uh, I, I can imagine... Uh, a better living scenario if people weren't hadn't have been total fucking assholes to the colonists right you know if King George wasn't that fucking insane but what happens uh, you know uh, shit goes awry colonists stand up for themselves uh, America becomes a haven for uh, immigration, although that may have happened too in an alternate timeline. Uh, you know, there would have been, here's the other thing, had the king actually acquiesced to a lot of colonist demands, it would have weakened the central power structure, but it would have broadened the British Empire, imperial structure, right? So it would have it, Britain would have a little bit less of a totalitarian flavor in its uh, in its history. There may not have even been a World War One, you know. There may not have even been a World War Two, at least not the not how we know it. So there's a lot that happened as a result of some really petty, greedy sons of bitches in Britain. And by petty, I mean extremely petty. The people who say to, the, the person who said to Benjamin Franklin, your money's no good and if you use it, you die. Basically, is what I'm talking about. Right. And you know, John Adams may have been the first one to say, we need to sever relations now. But it was only when Benjamin Franklin was told to fuck off that Ben Franklin knew that reconciliation was over. Ben Franklin tried to the last. And that's when he said, okay, you know what, fuck it all. You think my money's no good? I will buy a new fucking country. And that's basically what Ben Franklin did. He spent 
a lot of fucking money. And the Continental Congress was still broke. I mean, he bought as much as he could in order to create the new country. Just think about that. You know, uh, this is one of many reasons why I don't believe in the nonsense of the Illuminati. I mean, if there is an Illuminati controlling the world, they're doing a really bad job of it. They have a really terrible fucking history of it. Because it's a lot of that control is them fighting with each other. <laughs> right? If they actually do. See, that's why I don't believe any of that crap. So, um, anyway, I just wanted to make it very clear. Uh, the Boston Tea Party and its full implications. And uh, so please share this. <laughs> please share this for anybody who wants to learn something about history. And uh, yeah, that, that pamphlet thing is a real bitch to look up. But hey, if anybody actually finds a copy of that pamphlet, send it over. You know, it's something that I would definitely have to, or somebody would have to definitely go through the records of Parliament in order to obtain. Uh, except I'm not sure if it was actually submitted as evidence in Parliament or as a point of order in Parliament or if it was submitted and circulated just among the par parliamentarian members without having been put into the official record. But uh, somebody's got to have a record of that. That thing is the thing that's the, the, the end of all relations really began with that pamphlet uh, because that pamphlet emphasized everything and fully articulated everything that uh, the haters believed and the haters were the ones who had the majority the haters were the ones who sided with the king the haters were the ones who tried to oppress the colonies and it really was a form of oppression I mean it's like it's a point of humiliation you know, it's a lot of British try to teach. Oh well, it was. Did you know that the taxes really weren't that high? No, 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 no. Don't don't lay that fucking shit on me. And they they were actually trying to force the colonists to buy th three or more years of tea all at once, knowing it would break everyone and it would shatter the merchants. Now, there's one fantastic um, show that I watched. It's just one portion of the episode where it has. Franklin debating with the uh, with the uh, guy, the diplomat or, you know, not really the diplomat, but the British soldier, the general who's in charge of it all and just, I believe it, it was verbatim from Ben Franklin's notes that constructed that scene and it was just uh, it, it was a perfectly directed scene I wish I knew what, what I saw it from. I don't know if it was like a live-action history thing or if it was from a movie or a series. Like, I don't think it was from John Adams. I think it was from something else, a different series. But that whole scene just encapsulated all of the humiliation that Britain wanted to force upon the colonists. And you cannot be a king over people that you humiliate. You see, it wasn't about the money. It was never about the money. Just remember that. And the Americans had a lot of pride about being British. 
And when that was taken away from them, they had only one thing left. The idea that they were something else. That's why the British lost it. They took away that sense of self and that pride. So the colonists had to make their own. And we had a very, very bloody history trying to make our own fucking country. And it really fucked, like America's the delinquent child that tried to survive after being kicked out of the house and beaten. You know? Fuck you all. That's what we said. And that's what we've been saying since. Fuck you all. America's number one. So that's the only way for us as a country to have survived as long as we had. Just by saying, you know, fuck you all. We're number one. So is it any wonder why so many of our American heroes are people that experience the same thing our country experienced? You know, is it any wonder? I don't think so. Anyway, you guys have a wonderful day. Take care.